What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode. Hapticast episode. Hapticast? I don't know what the fuck I said. Hapticast episode number eighty-one. I'm Josh. That's Brett. Suck us off. Have a good day. Goodbye. That's it. All right. See you later. <clears throat> That's it. Uh, welcome to Hapticast episode eighty-one. Brett, how are you? I'm doing good. And for those that are new subscribers, we just picked up a whole bunch. I want to say. Welcome to the show. This is our weekly podcast that we do about gaming. So whole bunch, i.e. like five. We're at 600. So we're at 601, I believe, actually. That's right. We are we're on the path to 666 and then a million. That's awesome, dude. In fact, I think that it should only we should only care about permutations of only sixes. So 666, 6,666. Oh, no, no. 666,666. Uh, uh, I don't like this at all. We should stop. 666,666. I, no. <clears throat> I don't like it. I don't want to do it. 666,666,666. I don't like it. 666. I don't okay. want What about permutations it. of 669 six, and 420? No. 69, 420. I don't like it. Not doing it. All right. Well, he's not doing it. That's it. Brett, Thursday, we have another episode of Unscripted coming out. What's Unscripted? Why don't you tell the people? Yeah, Hapticast Unscripted is basically this podcast, but Unscripted, we don't have any rundown. We just talk about things. It's not just games, it's, you know, about media. It's about past experiences in life. It's a comedy podcast more so than this, which is more of like a news entertainment podcast. So... Head on over to your audio platforms, wherever you enjoy your audio podcasts. Check out Hapticast Unscripted. Go and follow us on all those platforms and uh, give it a shot. Let us know what you think. And we always upload on Thursdays to our YouTube channel a brief little preview of that episode that goes live. So if you want to check it out, we have a bunch of previews on YouTube. You can check those out. You can. Oh, my God. You're dark. Yeah, I'm getting some keying issues over here, and I don't know why. I don't really care. Right. I look, I look fine. I look good. I always look good. Also, I just popped open a, a little thing of uh, this thing called Yacht Club Diet Cream Soda, part of the yeah. haul from uh, last weekend with you. Yeah, at yeah. That, at that little place, pretty good. Yacht Club Games makes their own diet cream soda. It's not dude. Yacht Club Games. Not them. Uh, merch. We have merch, Brett. We do have merch. We also frankly wearing... in the chat. What's up, frankly? What up, frankly? I'm wearing one of our shirts right now. The Slick Boys tee. Got slick boys on the front, and then on the back, it's got a little illustration of us as little little space soldiers. Uh, we have a bunch of shirts on there. Feel free to check those out. Hapticantel.com slash merch. We have a bunch of new stuff. Uh, that's all I got for you. It's cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. And if you didn't know, this is Hapticast. <clears throat> We're going to talk about video games and other things that tickle our dills. And also, um, we're live. Yeah. Live from Hack to HQ. All right, topics. We're talking about stuff. We're talking about stuff today, Brett. Stuff and things. There's a big leak that happened today. There is a big leak. Of course, our, I mean, obviously, our title topic is uh, talking about Assassin's Creed. You and I are both experienced Assassin's Creed players. Never missed a game. Uh, we love the franchise uh, dearly. Um, and that's all called sarcasm, folks, uh, because that franchise is bad. And um, we have choice words for it, and uh, we'll see. wasn't always bad, but, you know, 
We got problems with it. We got problems well, an, in River City. And there's, there's a new, a new one. one. There's a new one coming out. It's called Assassin's Creed Mirage, and we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, that's our main topic. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, Bismal Chronicles, we have it for you. We got Facebook news. We got Resident Evil news. We got Steam Deck news. We got Big Chungus news. That's all. That just hurts my fucking soul to hear you say. We have big we chungus have news. Big chungus, the fucking fat fucking rabbit fuck meme news, dude. Yeah. Called Bugs Bunny. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, then like I said, Assassin's Creed, and then uh, we have Indian Intel free this week, something called Freaked Fleep It. Right? Freak it? Freak Freaked Fleep It? Freaked Fleep It. Dude, I don't it's an indie that. game that I'm gonna show you. Uh, all right Brett's gonna show me an indie game all right all right that's it that's all we have let's let's get into it brett media consumption this is the part of our show where we talk about all the shit we've been watching and playing and doing yeah i'll go first okay my my list looks shorter than yours um not really i don't know yours is longer than mine i'm all right i'm gonna go first quickly Uh, i'll i'll end with the stuff that we've both done uh, first of all, TV and anime. I think you should leave. I gave it a rewatch again, the first season, just all the way through, one sitting, bit bop, zoobity zop. Uh, I love that show. I just threw it on in the background. I was actually gonna go start watching the second season of Dave, like I literally had it queued Ooh. up. I had it queued up. Love Dave. And then I thought about the very first bit from I think you should leave, where he pulls open the door. You know, and he pulls it the wrong mm. way. It's like it opens both ways and it doesn't. And I started laughing really hard. So I just went and watched it. <laughs> and then, you know, there you are. I love that show so much. Is I, season one better than season two of I Think You Should Leave or is season two better? I don't know. I love it all. I think both have ones that are stronger than other ones. Right. I just didn't know if you were like, damn, this season's way better than two. No, 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 no. I think two, they definitely find their stride, but one, one has ones that people don't really talk about that often that I think are absolute right. bangers. Like we were texting about the receipt one, the gift receipt one. Yeah. Where he's like, if you really like it, then, you know, you, you won't mind if I eat the gift receipt. And then he gets sick because he said he took a big mud pie and didn't wash his hands. Yeah. Come on now. Steven, you win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I did that. I uh, watched the second episode of House of the Dragon. Uh, <clears throat> Got to tell you, my man, I like that show a lot. Real surprised. Real surprised at how much I like it. Uh, they'll fumble the bag. Don't worry. I'm in. I hope not. I hope not. I'm in. I'm in. Us uh, high fantasy lovers are eating good right now between that. And then we have the Rings of Power starting this week. Lord of the Rings. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I know you're not so much. <clears throat> Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm really only excited for that show because Bear McCreary is composing it. That's so awesome. And I've heard, I, I follow a lot of, uh, composers on Twitter and let's just say the consensus is that Bear McCreary is a fucking God. Uh, I, I am hearing really good things about his score specifically, which makes me rock solid. So we don't have a spot in our podcast today to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I don't really, we didn't really pad it for that. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention since Bear, McC- Bear McCreary also did the um, composition, the composing for God of War and Ragnarok, right? That 
God of War Ragnarok was just announced as Game Informer's cover story. It was. That's right. And a so bunch of new shit's coming out. Yeah, we should have a lot to talk about on that game probably next week once their cover story rolls for uh, yeah. September and stuff. So that'll be good. Four new minutes, I think, of gameplay. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, and there's a lot. We haven't talked about that game in a while. There's, there's some things. There's nothing to say. Oh, I know. But now <laughs> there's going to be very soon. Right. And the game is going to come out very soon. And I think that's a game that we'll probably do a, a review discussion stream maybe specifically for. Yeah. Just because of how big that game is <clears throat> for us. It right. Being, you know. But anyway, so yeah, that. Um, games, I am still playing Metal Gear Solid. I got stuck at a point. I got past it. I'm enjoying it. I'm taking my time with it. Um, Good. It's one of those games where I don't want to turn myself off from it by getting too annoyed at any particular part because of how old it is. I know that mm-hmm. makes me sound conceited, but I, I can't. If I'm sitting there and I start to feel myself get frustrated with something, I'm like, I have to, I have to take a step away because I yeah. don't want, I don't, I, ha- you know, you have to understand when it came out and all those things. And I still think it holds up well, but I'm starting to run into things where I'm like, this is frustrating me because of the controls. And right. I and I don't want to ruin it for myself. So I've had to, you know, I play a little bit and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And then I play a little bit and I take a break. And I think that's fine. I'm not really in a rush to, to beat it. I'm enjoying it, which I don't want that to change. Um, Playing Oblivion, I started it. was like, wow, this is rough. I don't know if I'm going to do it. And then uh, I'm like into it now. <laughs> okay. That game was awesome, dude. Oh, man. That game is fucking awesome. I forgot how fucking good that game is. It's so good. It really so is. So janky. It, that, dude, I fucking love it. And one of the things I forgot that was so slick, and it started with Morrowind, probably. But I ain't playing Morrowind. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. I really don't know if I can handle that. The music is so good. The mm. music is so good. And I'm just finding myself it's enjoying it. McCreary, dude. It's not finding myself going through everything and i'm like i forgot that the original or the the theme that we we think about so often synonymous with like skyrim really originated in morrowind and really was made popular by oblivion and it is used throughout and the first time i heard it again at the title menu i was like oh fuck right like that is a like elder scrolls theme it's not just skyrim theme right um but yeah i'm enjoying it it's fun uh playing a mage uh which is really broken in that game and it's fucking cool um uh vampire survivors i'm also continuing to play which i know you are also playing this brett my man i know god of war and stuff haven't really come out yet but this might be my game of the year dude i'm 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 like sunk into this game vampire survivors is my game of the year of 2022 so far unless god of war can dethrone it yeah it's um I don't know man it's just it's just good. It's just I take a lot of things into consideration when I pick a game as a game of the year. Price is one. Mm-hmm. This game this game was $2. Yeah. It was worth the money. And actually I think they could have priced this game even higher. Like I have a great example of like Condemned 2 is a game that I bought for 19.99. Bloodshot and I was like blown away with how good it was for the amount of money I paid. So yeah. this is a very similar situation where I'm like, wow, this game's awesome. The fact that there's no microtransactions, you unlock things, there's cheat codes. Everything is very like old school gamer gaming yeah. 
type of deal. So, but it's I'm also it. it's also beautiful. It's interesting. It's fun. The music is awesome. The sound effects yeah. are cool. There's a lot of replayability. It's a roguelike <laughs> game, but it's not an abysmal fucking roguelike game. It's fair. It's very rewarding. Yeah. Um, and the one of the things that it does really well is it does not overload you with systems and menus and like things that I think a lot of other roguelike games do immediately. Like one of the, my issues with Hades specifically was for as great as that game is, as that game, what, the first time you die, it's like, hey, and it takes its fucking fist and it rams it straight down your throat. It's like, look at all this fucking shit we have. And I'm like, I don't know, brother. Like, can we yeah. take a step back? This game makes you unlock that shit. You don't even know about mechanics and shit and menus and stuff that you can do in the game until you unlock it. And to unlock it, you have to get really, 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 really good at runs, at certain runs. Yep. And then once you do that and you accomplish that with a the map, then you unlock another map. Then you get one little more piece, another little mechanic here, another little mechanic yep. there, another character here, another unlock here, another list of things to get here. And it's done really well. And I think that just adds to the replayability factor of it. So I agree. I think I have over 20 hours in that game. So. Wow. Yeah, you're, you have way more than I do. Like I love it. Maybe ten to fifteen hours. I'm loving it. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba, I'm loving it. Vampire Survivors. Played on the Steam Deck. Runs great. All right. Movies. Uh, this we both watched all these. So I'll get it. I'll I'll jerk these out. Jerk them off, and then I'll turn it over to you. The sadness. What a film. That movie's awesome. What a film. If you like grotesque, self-aggrandizing, fucking awesome slaptastic, fucking chicks rock, dudes rock movies. This is it. Yeah. It's what? Uh, it's from Thailand? Yeah. Or ta Taiwan. Ta Taiwan. 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 Um, it slaps, dude. And it's, it's like an unconventional zombie film where it's like they're not actually zombies. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. The movie goes from zero to 100 so quick. It's ridiculous. Like 10 minutes in, all of a sudden it just Yeah. Goes. And it doesn't stop, really. And it does not. It does not stop. The premise, I would say, is like the movie The Happening with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, but good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what if basically what if there was a pandemic that made people get like a rabies like virus? But instead of them turning into zombies, they just turn into really, really shitty people that are hell bent on rape and kill. And, yeah. you know, it, it, all it, the most grotesque things possible. They explain that it impacts the limbic system, which is impulse right. response. Uh, which is scientifically accurate and it's they just fucking they take that idea and they go bonkers with it yeah um and one of the other things that i like about it too you know is the fact that it is super meta about the issues between china and taiwan um and it does stuff in the movie that is such a middle finger to the abysmal happenings going on in that country right now and i think it's yeah. very funny yeah and it mirrored u.s politics too yes it did it did. Uh, Christian says that it's free on YouTube. It's also free on, you know. The sadness is free on YouTube? In 480p. Uh, oh. it's, it's also streaming on some of some people's favorite streaming services. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the other thing that we watched was uh, the second entry into the Senritsu line of movies or whatever called The Shivering Ghost, which is yeah. terrible, really bad. Uh, not as good as the first one at all. My least favorite thing by that director ever. Um, Me too. And that's it. You're going to get that every once in a while with Japanese horror. Uh, found footage, especially. 
they will literally it gets to the point where you'll see a PNG of a ghost fly at you, like a PowerPoint slide. So yeah, it's called Senritsu Kaiki File Kawasugi File to Shivering Ghost. Yeah. Uh Christian said that that was in reference to another message that he said about Martin Lawrence's Black the Black Knight. Dude, I love that movie. Wait, why what did he say about that movie? Said that it uh that's the only thing he watched this past week and that it's on YouTube for free in 480p. Wow. Well, the Black Knight is awesome. Um, when I was a kid, I saw it in a movie theater with my aunt, and I definitely should not have seen it when I was a kid. And then my mom took me to Blockbuster, and she was like, hey, do you want to rent a movie? And I said, yeah. I picked The Black Knight. Now, there's like a part where um, basically there's like, I don't know if there's a sex scene. I don't remember. But like there was a part where they like basically sex was involved. And when I rented it, I felt guilty because I was like, damn, dude, I just made my mom rent me a movie that had sex in it. So I literally like cried and admitted to her like, mom, I wanted to rent this movie because there was sex in it. And she was like, it's OK. It's OK, little horny Brett. Yeah, I was I mean, this movie came out a long time ago. Just go rub one out and we'll take it back to the store. This is blockbuster era, right? So this is a while ago. The, be- the best era, dude. But Black Knight, haven't seen it since I was a kid because I was scarred from that interaction with my mom. But love that movie. All right. That's all I got. What do you got? um all right not much more to add than what you've already mentioned and what we've talked about i went and saw dragon ball super superhero the new dragon ball movie and i had a lot of fun with it uh i'm getting sick of a couple things i'm getting quite honestly i'm sick of akira toriyama the creator of dragon ball no offense dude he's gotta go get his slick assistant in that writes the manga he needs to take over because I'm sick of the same bullshit over and over again. Quite frankly, Orange Piccolo is cool. It's the new transformation for Piccolo. Um, Gohan Beast, not really digging it too much, but okay. And I just, and I, without spoiling anything, Toriyama just constantly goes back to the well and can barely ever create new characters and just brings characters back from the dead and fucking remakes characters and shit. Some of them aren't even canon. Let's just say I'm sick of it, okay? So, damn, now I'm hearing you make noises that I can't actually hear and shit. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I think that the manga writer creates much better content for Dragon Ball. As a matter of fact, I hate Akira Toriyama's new designs. He makes everyone too skinny. He ruined trunks. Um, and this is my first time publicly going off on Akira Toriyama, by the way. I'm actually, like, I would never, I don't think I would have done this, like, a year ago. But I'm done. And this is the movie was good, and I'm saying all this. So, all right, the, the movie was quite good, but I'm just sick of all this. I'm sick of the same bullshit, dude. Frankly, says Toriyama, just needs to get somebody in there to help with his memory, dude. For real, because he just forgets shit. He forgets characters even exist, bro. Really? It's it's absurd. It is absurd what he does. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, there was that character. Let's bring him back. And, and like, he, he's bad, dude. Christian says uh, he likes the uh, gamma. Gam- I like the gammas more than I thought I would. And the big, Me too. The big, big bad was kind of mid. I agree. 100%. The gammas were really cool, actually. So, All right. All right. Moving on from that. Um, 
Everything else is the same as you, except I'm playing Doom Eternal still. Oh, and? It's sick. I like you, it. You done yet? No, 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 no. I haven't been playing like crazy. Um, okay. So I'm going to play more Doom Eternal. But before we go, before we move on and, and go away from before, this topic. Before of, we go. I want to bring a game to your attention that you might already know about, and I don't know if you do. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Immortality? Immortality? I don't think so. Maybe I have. Let me Google it real quick. No, 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 no. Don't. Okay. You're doing it anyway. I see you I doing am. it in our notes. <laughs> I am. Video it's game. the new game from the creator of Her Story. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I know nothing about this. So it's on Game Pass. Okay. It's on Steam for seventeen dollars, okay. and it's coming to Netflix for free if you have Netflix. What? So it's a FMV, just like her story, the game right. her story, and it's clips from. So it's all about an actress and three movies that she starred in that were never released. She has since gone missing, and you are going through clips from the movies trying to figure out what happened to her and unraveling the mystery. Hmm. The cool thing is how the game works is as you're watching the movie, you pause on different scenes and you will click on an object and it will take Hmm. you to a different scene or even a different movie with that same object in the frame. So, so if there's a teddy bear in the background, you can click on it and it'll take you to another scene with that same teddy bear. Gotcha. Or if an actor is in it, you can click on the actor's face and then it'll take you to another scene with that actor. And that's it's a puzzle game, basically. And that's how you traverse. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Is it Steam Deck verified? I don't know if it's Steam Deck verified, but it is on Game Pass, so we could stream it on Game Pass. Are you saying we're going to stream it? No, you can stream it to your Steam Deck. Oh, oh, oh. Via Game Pass. I got you. I only so I'm gonna th- play that. I only play things on my Steam Deck anymore. So yeah, I know. Me too. Um, or we could we, we if you want we we are we're family sharing on the deck, so we could split that and just buy it if you want. Might be worth it because it might have touchscreen controls. We could just touch. I'm down. So. All right, that's all I got for you, Josh. Um, before we move into our main topics for today, why don't you roll the show intro now that we're ready to start the show? Oh, shit, yeah, I'll do that. You're not ready. I'm not ready because you're googling the game. I told you. I'm not, not Google. fucking googling like uh, googling the game. I did have a stroke. That's right. It's time for the Abysmal Chronicles. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the meat and potatoes of our show where we go over a couple of stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as the main topic for today. Again, today's main topic is about the new Assassin's Creed. 
which has leaked. What about skeet and potatoes? How about that? Skeet and potatoes. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about some video game releases that are coming up first. I know a lot of people are excited to find out what new games are releasing. So we'll start off with tomorrow. Not tomorrow. September 1st. Ooblets releases on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What is Ooblets? I, I don't know. It sounds made up. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R for PlayStation 5 is releasing September 2nd. Oh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, XNS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I thought this was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, Thanks, Christian. It's not PlayStation exclusive. But it is coming out, and I'm really excited. It's like 50 playable characters. I don't know if I'm going to buy it right away, but um, big JoJo fans here, so. Lego Brawls. That's the only sound effect I've heard you do so far. Um, <laughs> Lego Brawls coming out for PS5, Thanks, Xbox Frank. Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on September 2nd. I don't know what this is. Neither do I. Uh, Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness is coming out on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC on September 2nd. The Last of Us Part 1 releases on PlayStation 5 on September 2nd. That's a lot sooner than I thought. Biomutant is releasing on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S on September 6th. Wait, what? Yes, this is like the next-gen next version. Uh. Yeah. Temtem is finally releasing on consoles on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, Switch, and PC September 6th. Hell yeah. And the Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition is releasing on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on September 6th. This is that game that was, like, canceled and then brought back and, like, Sony bought it or something? Yeah, I ain't interested. Yeah, that game was not very fun when I played it. Because it was free. So, All right, let's jump into some stories. Let's do it. Facebook is ending support for its gaming app in October. I did not know there was one. The <laughs> same. <laughs> in a statement published on Sunday, the company reiterated that much of the functionality of the app will be transferred to the main Facebook app. Quote, beginning on 28th of October, 2022, the Facebook gaming app for iOS and Android will no longer be available. End quote. Uh, the statement from the Facebook gaming team read, after this date, the app will no longer work. Quote, despite this news, our mission is to connect players, fans, and creators with the games they love, and it hasn't changed. You'll still be able to find your games, streamers, and groups when you visit gaming in the Facebook app. So basically, they're just bloating the Facebook app with even more bullshit. When I tell you that Facebook is a fucking mess, I truly, I truly, truly want to fucking drive that home. Facebook is a terrible platform. You can't find anything. It's fucking full of shit, and I hate it. This doesn't really make sense considering, like, they have, like, Oculus now. Wouldn't it make sense for Facebook Gaming to stay as its own app so they can incorporate the Oculus stuff, too? Listen, dude. Facebook blows. I mean, we've experienced Facebook on the back end from trying to stream and shit like that, and it's a fucking mess. Yeah. It's the heart. It's, it's terrible. It's I've experienced Facebook. I wasn't part of like the initial wave of Facebookers back in the day. Um, but 
we were in, on Facebook in what, like 2011, 10? Mm, pretty early. It was pretty early. It wasn't like the college exclusive Facebook, but it was like oh. after that. Yeah. So we've seen every iteration, basically, except the original. Right. And uh, it's always been pretty shitty. Yep. Bad. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Bad. All right, let's move on. Uh, Shinji Mikami says Resident Evil 4's camera wasn't meant to be groundbreaking. What's, but it was. What's this source? VGC. In a new discussion with Resident Evil 7 executive producer Shinji Mikami on the official Biohazard YouTube channel, Mikami, who wrote and directed the fourth Resident Evil game, said the team simply decided that a moving third-person over-the-shoulder camera would work better than the fixed camera angles used in the first three Resident Evil titles, mm-hmm. a.k.a. tank controls. A.k.a. bad. However, the camera proved to be so effective that it was cited as one of the main reasons for the game's overwhelming critical success and subsequent status. I would agree with that. 100%. I mean, that, that is one of the reasons why it was revolutionary. It revolutionized the third-person horror game, or the horror survival horror game in, gen- in general, yeah. really. It reinvented it. Right. 100%. Uh, I don't know how to say this man's name, so forgive me, but Takauchi also revealed that the, right. Gears of, the Gears of War team told him that they based their game's camera on the Resident Evil 4 viewpoint. Yeah, Gears of War, arguably, too, a revolutionary third-person you know, shooter. Shooter, yeah. Quote, it felt natural, oddly enough, Mikami explained. We weren't planning on doing something innovative, but in the end, to everyone, kept saying that we did. To us personally, we just thought the angle was better. We weren't trying to do something new or groundbreaking. There was none of that. They did. End quote. Mikami said the first person who praised the change of camera was Super Smash Bros. creator Masahiro Sakurai. Quote, making games. <laughs> he came to check out the game and development and asked, who came up with this camera system? Uh, he said, hey, yeah, that was me. This is great. He said, whoa, really? I responded. End quote. Yeah. So cool, I included. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I included this because they, they've been doing this like like this video series. There's a couple other of them in it, too. Just talking about Resident Evil. Um, just to reiterate the fact that, I mean, first of all, I know the game is getting remade. Resident Evil 4 specifically is getting remade. We're going to get that at some point. But uh. The game is good, and we just played it not that long ago on our channel, a full playthrough, my first time playing it, and it's slick, and I want to play it again, and I love this game, and um, yeah, that's it. Okay. I thought it was slick. If you want to watch our full playthrough, head over to youtube.com slash haptikintel and just look for our Resident Evil series. Yeah, there's a whole playlist of it. There you go. This next one, a little bit more abysmal in regards to Resident Evil. Yeah, so this is uh, more Resident Evil news. Resident Evil 7 could have been a live service game. Wow. So in a previous video in the same series published last week, Takauchi revealed that Capcom originally wanted Resident Evil 7 Biohazard to be a live service game with online multiplayer and microtransactions. No. According to Takauchi, Capcom was putting pressure on the development team to implement such features in the game until he was asked to join the project and scrap those plans. Good. Quote, we went down the list, chopping them out, until we had marketing's worst nightmare, a regular old single-player horror game. That's what we ended up with, end quote, he explained. 
This is bad. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they announced? First of all, the series was effectively fucked at yep. that point after five yep. and six, right? Can you imagine if their response was to come out with a live service fucking chill fest? Whoever yeah. at Capcom thought that was a good idea should not be working there anymore. Yeah, for the mainline entry in your series, because they did a bunch of spinoff bullshits, right? Right. Operation Raccoon City and all that bullshit. Right. But all they needed to do was literally go back to the series roots, effectively, which they did right. from a first-person perspective, you know? Right. But they went more back to the horror elements of it, the survival aspect. They did the well, VR they did, stuff. They did exactly what Resident Evil 4 did, right. which was make a big change to the series that could shake things up and you know right. and it worked can right. you imagine dude if this was like a live service like microtransaction garbage game dude that game is so good game is great resident evil 7 is so good phenomenal village even i don't know if i i don't know i don't even know if i like village better than 7 What? I, I like the story in Village better than some. Right. I like the setting in Village better. Yes. Minus the factory. Yeah, I don't really... When I think back to that game, I'm like, mm, I don't really like the factory part. Yeah. The factory part was really long and annoying. Yeah. But that game also... I mean, Resident Evil 7 is genuinely a scary experience from start to finish. Resident Evil 8 has a part that fucking terrified me. The dolls. The, dude. That section was hard for me to play. Yeah. That shit tapped into something primal in my fear, like in my list of fears, and it right. fucking exploited it. And yeah. That being said, I would love to play both of them again. I probably will whenever we get through five and six. Yeah. And we have them on the deck now, too. The deke. Speaking, Speaking of the of, Steam Deck. Yeah. We're big fans of the Steam Deck. We That's all we talk about now is the Steam Deck. We have a video called the Steam Deck Suck Off. All I'm playing uh, is Steam Deck. Since it, since I got it, pretty much that's all I've played. Right. Same. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you there's going to be a Steam Deck too. That's right. <sighs> so as spotted by Gaming on Linux, a new Steam Deck booklet refers to follow-ups to Valve's handheld, which was released earlier this year. To be fair, it wasn't even really released earlier this year because people are still getting them. Like, they're not actually available to consumers, right? It's not even really released. Right. Uh, quote, Steam Deck represents the first in a new category of Steam handheld gaming PCs, the booklet reads. In the future, Valve will follow up on this product with improvements and iterations to hardware and software, bringing new versions of Steam Deck to market. The booklet also refers to the Steam Deck as a multi-generational product line and claims that Valve will support Steam Deck and Steam OS well into the foreseeable future. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a surprise to me. Obviously, I think I th I don't even think, even though we know Steam Deck is popular, um, I don't even think we know how successful. Obviously, know how successful it is yet. Right. Um, and and I think once it goes to wide public release, where you can just go on to a storefront and get one, um, you know, I I, I think I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's popular. It's going to be popular. It's going to be more popular. It's slick. I like it. I hope they stick with it forever. Yeah, they're ramping up production now on the first Steam Deck. Um, they're opening up markets in China and Japan, a lot of Asian markets now. You can get a Steam Deck. So the future's looking bright for Steam Deck users and Steam Deck fans. 
if you don't have one, I recommend you consider it. Check it out. I haven't played my gaming PC in a very long time because of my Steam Deck. Yeah. You get those good deals that you can only get on PC. Yeah. And you get to play it in your handheld. Yeah, and it's unlocked. Not only has it unlocked my backlog, back catalog of games on PC, I'm now playing things that I wouldn't have been or re-exploring things that I wouldn't have been without Steam Deck. Yeah, games uh, that you couldn't play legally. Yeah. Unless you paid like hundreds of dollars for a physical PS1 game, like and a PS1. Like, no. Um, it's slick. I love it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, one more Resident Evil story. Oh, yeah. Netflix's Resident Evil series has been canceled. Can I tell you something? I ain't reading all that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that, that show's bad, dude. <clears throat> I started watching it, and it was fucking stupid. I, I couldn't know, even... I didn't even know you started watching it. I couldn't even finish the first episode, dude. Really? No. Wow. A shame. No, 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 no. Because Lance Reddick is in it, and I actually saw that there's some kind of cool design stuff with it, but I didn't see enough of it to make me want to stay. They were driving through a white city or a white town. Everything was white. The houses were all white. The kids were black. I don't know if they were trying to make like a political statement with that or what, but everything was white. Lance Reddick is obviously a black man. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. I saw a clip of Lance Reddick. I didn't finish it, obviously. I saw a clip of Lance Reddick uh, looking like Blade. Oh, nice. I don't know what he's doing dressed up like Blade, but he was. Um, I saw a clip of uh, this girl singing that looked abysmal, and I couldn't even believe that it was from the same show. Shame. You know the, the clip I'm talking about. I shared it with I you. Do, I do know what you're talking about, yep. <clears throat> I don't understand why they thought this was a good idea. Um, Quite frankly, and I'm not referring to the person in our chat. Um, quite frankly, the film was better than this show. And the film was not the best. No, it was okay. So it was the closest thing we've gotten. Well, the, the anime that they did, too, was also <clears throat> not it. Right. You told me you watched that. Yeah, Resident Evil just can't do live action stuff. And it's so fucking dumb because it's zombies. It's the easiest thing. Just tell the story. Real. It's a damn shame. Because they have those other movies, too. The Mila J- uh, Jokovic. No. You know what I'm talking about. The Mila. No. Those don't count. Hmm. They're bad. Paul W.S. Anderson is a shield. Speaking nice. of, quite frankly, and Chris are leaving because they have a um, D&D yeah. thing. Yeah, no, Thank I you guys for tuning already. in. Just that already what? like 20 minutes ago. Well, this says we have three viewers. I thought it was them. Bye, guys. If I missed you, sorry. They big gone, dude. All right, big chungus, dude. All right. Last piece of news in the uh, Abysmal Chronicles here. Guys, big chungus. Okay, and also, this, is an, this story is a lie. I'm going to tell you that right now. WB files uh, a patent or some shit, a copyright thing for big chungus. A meme from 2016. And this is an article from polygon that we have sourced here that is claiming that he's going to be in multiversus because they are copywriting him i think that is the most bizarre thing ever to make a claim like that based on absolutely nothing but i'll read the story anyway one of 2016's best memes all right stop polygon you're bad maybe coming back to <clears throat> kick ass in one of 2022's right. best games polygon's canceled 
Polygon is officially canceled like Kotaku is. Warner Bros. has filed a trademark with the European Union Intellectual Property Office for using big chungus in all manner of goods and services from multimedia to merch. By the way, Big Chungus was a name associated with him by someone completely random, like a kid on TikTok or fucking Vine or Twitter or some shit. And now it's fucking trademarked. That is the weirdest thing in the world. What a world we live in. Uh, first spotted by VGC contributor Andrew Marmo on Twitter. The filing doesn't mention Warner Bros. intended plans for Big Chungus. He previously appeared in a mobile gotcha game, but given the success of free-to-play fighter Multiversus, that would be a good first bet. So they're literally just implying, well, Multiversus is doing well, so he's going to be in that. Who wrote this? Listen, dude, <clears throat> you don't think we're getting the fucking Big Chungle, Big, big Chungus skin in right. Multiversus, dude? Joshua Rivera. My cousin. I'm going to just look at their headlines real quick. And if there's even one that's abysmal. All right. What do we got? You don't think we're getting a big chungus skin is what you're saying. All right. Here's the deal. I'm actually like scrolling through. There's nothing really that. All right. So we're getting a big chungus skin. You heard it here first. He really just reports on the news. Are we getting a big chungus skin or not, dude? No, it's a complete horse shit. There's nothing to it. Big chungus in multiverses, dude. No. I'm playing as Fat Bugs Bunny. No, it ain't happening. I'm going to take a carrot and I'm going to fucking use it as a butt plug. It would be a skin, if anything, but the hitbox is so different than Bugs, it wouldn't make any sense. We got fucking Iron Giant in there, dude. No, but he would have to be a different character than Bugs, because if you choose a different skin, it would... It's going to be a Shadow Fighter, dude. Right. It would have to be a clone or whatever, a shadow fighter, a fucking whatever they're called. Yeah. But you know what's not a clone? Josh. What's that? Dubby Energy. Dubby's our sponsor, if you didn't know, ladies and gents. Dubby.gg, you can go and get yourself some, some powder, some energy. Uh, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. That's right. That's right. This is a hashtag ad. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors. There's no fillers. None of the bad stuff. All the good stuff. Your current energy drink will cost anywhere between 2 to $3 per can. But I'll tell you right now, Dubby costs $1 per drink. All you do is you scoop in your little powder. You drop a little in your water. You shake it up in your, in your shaker cup here. And guess what? That's a dollar. And you're charged up, brother. You're good to go. So, That's right. listen, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK, S-L-I-C-K, SLICK, to save on Dubby. That's right. Use code SLICK. You'll save 10% on your order of Dubby Energy at W.GG. Not just this order, your next order, the order after that. This code is forever. And all the money you save goes in our pockets and helps us out tributes to the show so if you're looking for a new energy drink supplement something to keep you awake something to help you study something to help you at work w.gg use code slick tell them haptic sent you that's all i got for you hell yeah what were you playing i heard sounds what yeah, was just, that just stuff 
just random sound effects as I'm doing the ad read. Yeah, it's just stuff to do. Just to add, just add, just add into the ad. Yeah. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Let's, main topic. Yeah, let's go into our main topic. Uh, honestly, we should have just left this in the Abysmal Chronicles because that's right, Brett. It's 2022 and Assassin's <laughs> Creed is still a thing. Full disclosure, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game in my life. You haven't? I'm a huge gamer. <clears throat> I've played games my whole life. I've played Assassin's Creed 1 for maybe 10 minutes. Wow. I've played 1 through 3. I played Brotherhood, Revelations, or whatever that other one with SEO is. <clears throat> I didn't play Black Flag or anything else until um, Valhalla, and I only play a little bit of Valhalla. So, that's right. So, Brett, Assassin's Creed, the next one, has leaked! <clears throat> it's actually more just a more just a combination of a couple of different things. It's supposed to be called Assassin's Creed Mirage and is set for a release in spring of next year, Brett. That's right, spring spring of 2023. The game is expected to be a smaller, stealth-based experience set in Baghdad. According to details posted by YouTuber Jonathan with a zero, some of which were corroborated by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, the game will take the series, quote-unquote, back to basics. Now, Brett, if you remember, Bloomberg first reported in February that Ubisoft was planning to release a smaller scale, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> stealth-focused Assassin's Creed game that is closer to the early series entries than the more recent RPG influence ones. It's supposed to star Assassin's Creed Valhalla's character Basim, or Basim, I'm sorry, I think it's probably Basim, the title that was originally planned as an expansion for the most recent series entry before being spun into a standalone game last year, it is claimed. So this is like those Far Cry spinoffs that they do that are like DLCs that are just their own game. Yeah. Assassin's Creed has done this a couple times, though. Have they? Yeah. Brotherhood, Revelations, Ezio Collect. Like, there's a couple of other different oh. stuff. Um, Enrique Valera... Ver, Ver, dude, I'm sorry. Enrique in the chat <clears throat> said, I heard about AC1 Remake. Anything about that? Not in this story specifically. Um, although... I would assume probably given the infinite stuff that they might do something with one through three and do like a remastered collection. Right. Um, when we'll talk about infinite in a minute, but um, there's another code name going around for this game called rift. I think it's the same thing. I might be wrong. So please I think don't. rift was the development title, right? Um, so it's reportedly set again in the middle East, including Baghdad with development being led by Ubisoft's Bordeaux studio. Now, most recently, Bloomberg reported that the game would be released in spring of 2023. Now, we have a couple of more images here, uh, Brett. This is stuff that comes from the leak from Jonathan. So I'm okay. just going to run down this list real quick. It's the final, the final name could be Assassin's Creed Mirage. Released in spring 2023 between April and June, the game will take place between 860 and 870, the years 860 and 870, in Baghdad during the anarchy and samara will play as basim as uh, in his young in his youth as a thief in his young in his young as a thief until he arrived at the hidden ones i don't know what that is sorry multiple cities to explore separated by deserts and rivers like the kingdom of act of ac1 oh okay the game will be a return to basics with strong inspiration from the first Assassin's Creed. So maybe this mm. is what you're talking about, Enrique. Uh, several RPG elements are going to be removed if you've played any of the recent ones, including Valhalla. I mean, it's 
basically more an RPG than anything, Western RPG. Same thing with, uh, what was the previous entry before that? Odyssey? Yeah, the one where you can play a, 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 one of two characters. Um, it's, so it's not going to have any dialogue choices, no gender choices, obviously, if you're playing as one character, and no more level system. The gameplay would be slightly different from that of Valhalla, less raw, and with new animations. The eagle vision is back. Uh, but so is the quote-unquote drone bird. I don't know what the drone bird is. Eagle Vision, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. That was in... that. I don't know if that was in 1. It was definitely in 2 and 3. Uh, Enrique I think said, the drone bird is from Odyssey, where the... Oh, gotcha. The bird out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Enrique says, Valhalla is such a grindy game. Well, I mean, it is essentially a 100-hour-plus Western RPG. Right. You know, and that is why it becomes grindy. Um, and one of the great things I think about Assassin's Creed one through three specifically is they were more sandboxy where like there was like collectibles and like other stuff, but it was definitely more about the story and the lore um, and the stuff, the supplemental stuff in the game supported the actual context of the game. Right. Um, and also I forgot to pull up. This is what I'm going through right now. Um, okay. Uh, Basim will be able to use the string dagger to eliminate his opponents, whatever that is. That's cool. I think that's like a dagger attached to a string and you can like do tricks with it. Like Mortal Kombat's uh, Scorpion. Okay. Uh, there will be quote unquote visions of Loki for how Loki manifested into Basim's body and consumed him. I'm assuming we get that in Valhalla. Ubisoft is secretly preparing the re... Oh, here we go. Here we go, Enrique. This is what you're talking about. Ubisoft is secretly preparing the remake of Assassin's Creed 1 based off of Rift slash Mirage's work. They will reuse a large part of the assets. Ah, that makes a lot that of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So the AC1 remake should be integrated into... Oh, no. AC1 remake should be integrated into a season pass, which will also include DLC in Constantinople when Basim meets Sigurd. I hope everybody that is Assassin's Creed fans knows what I'm reading right now because I don't. It will be released right. a few months later. So there you go, Enrique. Ubisoft will unveil the future of Assassin's Creed on September 10th during Ubisoft or Forward, which we know is the Assassin's Creed Infinity shit. Um, right. Which, speaking of, this game is expected to be released before Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is collaboration between Ubisoft Quebec, who did Odyssey, and Ubisoft Montreal, who did Origins and Valhalla. Now, while previous series entries have taken place in a specific in specific historical periods, Infinity will reportedly be a platform, which we know, for future Assassin's Creed games containing multiple settings that can be expanded over time, aka DLC the game. Hmm. So, Brett, what's your what's your take on this? What do you think? Are you are you excited for more Assassin's Creed? I'm less excited about the Baghdad entry, Mirage, and I'm more excited about the remake of one. Same, dude. Yeah, because I think I want to I do want to jump in eventually. And I think if anything, I would want to play those old style one through three, maybe Black Flag. I've heard Black Flag is great. Yeah, um, those are the ones that I'm interested in. So, yeah, if they're going to remake these or even just make HD versions of some of them, I'd jump in. I'd be interested yeah. in that. But if I think it's a if you want to get people invested into the future of Assassin's Creed with this infinity thing, whatever you're doing, what better way to do it than to remake arguably one of the best video game trilogies of all time? Right. You know, that is why Assassin's Creed is so popular is because Assassin's Creed one and specifically two um, and maybe to a lesser extent three were one of the most incredible single-player experiences that you could have at the time. You want to know what turned me off 
from the rest of the series. What's that? I was actually intrigued by the idea of the Animus, was it called? Yeah. And that whole meta story about that character who was basically visiting his ancestors yeah. through the Animus. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later games, they just completely ditched that whole concept. And mm-hmm. that is, and maybe it's back now, I don't know, but that is one of the reasons I stopped. Well, there is... Being interested at all. A There's a bookend with it in 3, and then it's touched on again in brotherhood and revelations with Ezio stuff um but they do get away from it because it kind of wraps up i also just think there's too many well i mean yeah there's a lot i mean they were it was an annual series at one point right you know yeah so um i would love to go back and play assassin's creed one for three made um i like those games a lot um, I think Assassin's Creed 2 is probably the best of the bunch, although Assassin's Creed 3 is my favorite, just because I love the um, spin on American history. Uh, I'm a sucker for alternate history, and 3 really leans into that with like George which one Washington was, and stuff. Which one was 4? Is that Black Flag? That's Black Flag, yeah. So that was like the beginning of the end. Well, you had three, and then you had Brotherhood, Revelations, which, like I said, are side story type stuff. Right. Um, and then Black Flag. Mm. That's the last one I remember hearing good things about. Well, people like Valhalla, and people like Odyssey. Oh, the new ones, yeah. The yeah. new ones for the two new ones I've heard decent things about. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I felt like I was too far gone. Yeah. Uh, like it was Brett, too late. Don't read the chat because you might get spoiled if you're interested okay. or not. But yes, Enrique, you're correct. <laughs> Basically, okay. something happens, and they, which is the reason they ditched the Animus. So, ah, okay. Like I will I said, not read that. It's, it's bookended. So, I just think the concept of the Animus is cool. It, even no, if, it is. It is. Yeah, even if a character were to die, or that concept should be explored with other characters. Just saying. Yeah, in Assassin's Creed Two, I think is when they kind of find a really good balance of that because there is there is the stuff going on inside of the Animus while you also have this meta-narrative going on kind of quote-unquote above the table, and you have, it gets to a point, and it's written so well, that it gets to a point where you are juggling being in the Animus and being out of the Animus at the same time and having to do shit back and forth, and that's really, 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 really cool. So that's probably the height of it would be in Assassin's gotcha. Creed too. But Okay. Yeah, okay, so Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed 1 remake uh, coming, and Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is going back to the uh, the series kind of building blocks, so... All before cool. we go ahead and just completely cash out on the Assassin's Creed Infinite, which, or Infinity, or whatever the fuck it's called, which I am highly, highly skeptical about. Right. Well, make sure you subscribe. Uh, that way, when we talk about the next little bit of news, whenever that is to come, you'll be up to date on it. Um, that's it. That's all we got for you in terms of Assassin's Creed. All right, let's wrap it up, Brett, with Abysmal Chronicles. Or not the nope, Abysmal not Chronicles. Not that. Not Indie Intel. Bye-bye. All right, we are going to do Indie Intel. It's a segment on our show where we take an indie game that we found online and we give it a little bit of love, share it with everyone so it can get more attention. And this week, we are going to be talking about a game called Freaked Flea Pit. A little bit of a uh, alliteration there. So this game is being developed by Finch Bird Studio. Josh, if you could find out where that developer is from. Um, and the publisher is a publishing company called Critical Reflex. So I'll give a little description for the game, then we'll talk about some of the features that it has, and I'm sure Josh will be showing you uh, some images and stuff as soon as he can confirm where the studio is from. I'll continue. 
Um, description is hell never looked this good. Save your soul in a wild cocktail of rhythm based yeah. dungeon crawling and date sims and dance your way through nine circles of hell to heart pumping music. What? Keep going. Which devilish, which devilishly delicious lady of the flea pit will be the one to join you on your trip out of purgatory? I I cannot find information about where they're located. Okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I want to say, so they have a website here called flinchbird.ru, which I would assume that Finchbird or Flinch? Flinchbird. Oh wait, it's this Finch. is this is Finchbird. Yeah, Finchbird. Okay. I, that would lead me to believe. I think RU is Russia, so I think they might be a Russian developer. All right. Um. I think so. I don't know. Well, I can't. I can't. You're Ukrainian, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to you. Do we continue with this or not? Yeah, being a Russian developer has nothing to do with the fucking Russian government. Totally joking. Totally joking. Um, all right. So more information about Freaked Flea Pit. One day you wake up only to find yourself in a rundown, dilapidated cinema, a flea pit, if you will. Bad news: you're dead and your soul is trapped in purgatory, which just so happens to look like an old movie theater. Good news, the Reaper herself offers you a way to get out, not without the help of enchanting inhabitants of the freaked flea pit. All you have to do is go through each of the nine circles of hell, beat any demons along the way, and you're free. Sounds easy enough. So what really got me about this game was rhythm game mixed with a dating sim, uh the graphics were really cool i really like the pixel art mixed with the anime art style some of the uh, gameplay and features that they advertise on their steam page is enter the unhinged world of freaked flea pit filled with neon lights demonic forces and off the wall insanity this is a world that moves to the rhythm of the music and the music changes based on how you play journey through the nine circles of hell every level is procedurally generated filled with unique mm. encounters and secret rooms Defeat devils, demons, and other fiends, and face off with a mighty boss at the end. It also features a cast of larger-than-life characters who are dying to meet you. Wait, aren't they already dead? <laughs> uh, no matter, get to know each of them through hundreds of unique story events, and choose the one who will eventually escape purgatory with you. There's several unique endings for each one of the purgatory's lovely ladies, so there's a lot of replayability. And you can unlock every one of them to learn the true secrets behind the Freaked Flea Pit. Uh, and it's a unique multi-layered music system. So the soundtrack is pretty banging. And it's created by a artist called Magnitude. Magnitude. So yeah, uh, it's called Freaked Flea Pit by Finchbird Studio. I think it looks pretty sweet. Uh, if you don't know about it, go check it out on Steam. And you can wishlist it now, actually. So. You can. It looks cool. I, uh, I mean... We're, you and I are fans of rhythm, rhythm games. Yeah. Um, interesting rhythm games. Um, and yeah, I like the art style. I like the, uh, you know, the things that are depicted in that art style. And it's it's going to play like, uh, like uh, Crypt, of, Crypt of the Necro Dan Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Right. Mixed with like a, da like a dating sim or yeah, something. Which is really you know? cool. Yeah. Cool concept, you know. I like it. Beautiful art, too. Yeah, really cool. Beautiful art. I like it. So, uh, yeah. Free Flea Pit, check it out. Links will be in the description. Is it verified on Steam Deck? 
Not officially. Has full controller support, though, so I'm assuming it will work on Steam Deck. It's not out yet, so I guess it wouldn't be verified yet. But anyway, free gotcha. flea pit. Check it out. Link in the description. All right. Brett, that's it. That's it. It's all ogre. It's all ogre. It's all ogre. I want to lick you till you come. That's, that's right. It. Closing thoughts. Thanks, everybody, for subscribing. We hit 600 subscribers, and that means, honestly, the fucking world to me. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody that watches us and uh, tunes in. We're at 602 now. Wow. Listen, we're going to suck all 602 of you off. That's right. Listen, make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share it with your friends. Uh, you can follow us on audio platforms as well, favorite audio platforms. This goes up. We also have Haptocrast Unscripted, which is our uh, not gaming focused version of Haptocast, uh, entry of Haptocast. So do that. We have merch. Buy our merch. If you want energy drinks? Go to w.gg. Use code SLICK at checkout and suck us off. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Anything else? TikTok? That's that's all I got. Nothing else? Nope. Nothing else you want to say? I love you say? all. Nothing I love everyone. I love you. Anything else? Yeah! All right. Bye-bye. Yeah! Hello. Is this thing on? It's me, Morgan Freeman, and I'm back on How to Cast with my friends, Brett and Josh. Mr. Freeman, you sound like you're fucking drunk again. Do you have a problem? I do. I've been drinking too much W energy. You putting something else in your W energy, dude? Yes. What's that? Ski. Ski? I put lots of jism in my dubby. Jism mixed with fucking vodka, dude? Nope, it's just jism. Alright. Here, here first. I'm horny. Well, listen, Mr. Freeman, I'm sorry to tell you, but your your game recommendation for the house party is, uh, you know, didn't really land with me. House party is the game of the year every single year, Josh. Game of the year every year? Just like Super Mario Brothers 2? Donkey is cancelled right now. Donkey's cancelled? Yeah, his newest video about Xenoblade Chronicles is not doing too well. Hmm, that's unfortunate. He, he did not. Bye-bye, Morgan Freeman. Goodbye. Okay,